Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is David McGuire. And I am Eric Brickmont. And I am Brian Moriarty. We're sorry to interrupt your podcast this evening, but we come to you with a very important message. Are you tired of hearing the squeaking of our chairs? Are you tired of hearing a distant echo in the background? Are you tired of hearing my lips smack the moment before I talk? I know I am. But you know how we can fix that? We need help from you. You see, Rome was not built in a day. It was built over many months, and also with lots of money. And lots of marble. We don't actually need the marble. No, we don't need it. It'd be nice, but... Okay, let's just stick to things that we actually need. Okay, sorry. Okay, thank you. Anyways, if you feel like you want to help us with our squeaking chairs or massive echo and Brian's incessant lip smacking, please go to www.nerdonomy.com. Click on Donate, where your money will go to helping our nerd cave thrive and helping Brian get over his speech impediment. And to go to our need for lots and lots of Hot Pockets. We must have the Hot Pockets. You're listening to Nerds on Film with Sarah Ashley, Kevin Satorius, Brian Moriarty, and Sean Moriarty. All right, Nerdonomy contestants, the next question will win you the big, great, grand prize. What's the prize? What was the highest growing... Uh, you'll find out the prize later. Please don't interrupt the host <laughs> of the show. Sorry. <laughs> All right, this is for the whole pot of chili. What was the highest grossing film of 1995? Contestants. Hmm. Should we do the buzz? Nope. Brian, was that you buzzing in with that creepy moan? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. Uh, I'm gonna go All ahead. right, Brian. What was the highest grossing film of 1995? I'm going to say Waterworld. No, I'm sorry. It was not Waterworld. And fuck you for even mentioning it. <laughs> Anybody else? Uh, I'd like a try. Uh, All right, Sarah. I'm going to say Apollo 13. Apollo 13 is absolutely horseshit. <laughs> that is not the highest grossing movie of 1995. All right, Kevin. You have a chance to steal everything behind this curtain, the great big grand prize. All right, well, first I'll, I'll, I'll buzz in with my creepy sound effect. Wow. Ew. <laughs> I told you it was creepy. Ew. <laughs> I love that reaction. Wow. All right, Keep so going. Um, I'm going to go with Toy Story. Toy Story. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. You are the weakest link. Oh, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> That was a topical reference. So, who? what was it then? Drum roll, please. The highest grossing movie of 1995, surprisingly, was Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yep. What? Really? Yeah. With $366 Here. Here million. Dollars. Teen Bullshit. was third. Yep, and then uh, Toy Story was two, and then GoldenEye was four. Mm. I'm pissed that Batman Forever's all the way down at number six. Yep. And then seven is Waterworld actually seven is at number seven. Though, Brian, so good Thank call. you. Seven Very is much. at number seven. Isn't that crazy? Seven is the number seven. Oh, that is crazy. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Brian's I apologize drunk. for my um, game show host voice. I was trying to bring back a little flavor of 95 with the movie phone guy a little bit. <laughs> if you know the name of the movie you'd like to see, press one now. Yes, indeed. And on that note... If you'd like to hear a sound of me banging my wife, press 7. Uh, uh, <laughs> seven, seven, oh, seven. Oh, it was, I'm sorry. It was too soon. <laughs> oh. Oh. 
Oh, if you know the name of <laughs> the name of your daddy right now, press one. Oh. <laughs> if you want to hear Christopher Walken banging some random chick, press three. Ooh, ooh, ah, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, ooh, ah, wow. <laughs> Oh, dear God. Like John Travolta. <laughs> Wait, what would John Travolta... Oh, I know what Samuel L. Jackson would be. Fuck! Fuck! Motherfucker! Fuck! <laughs> so, on that note, welcome to Nerds on Film, everybody. I'm Brian Moriarty. I'm Sarah Ashley. I'm Kevin Zadorius. And I'm Sean Moriarty. We are recording... Don't ever interrupt me again, or I shall hold you in contempt of game show. It was a real law in 1954. Wow. Sorry. No, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not true. We are hey, recording. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. What would have been the prize? Yes, what was the prize? Uh, it was a big Sarah. old box of porn. <gasps> Damn it! Lies, lies, but it was all lies. on VHS. That, lies, that box is still And our most house. of them <laughs> wouldn't come out of the case anymore because it was too sticky. <laughs> It'll break? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> wait, I'm sorry. It's I'm... moments like these where I like to remind everybody... My father listens to this podcast. Question. And our boss. The weird boss. thing is, the box is really big, but if you remember those porno VHSs, they always came in like an alarmingly larger box for no Yo, reason. Please don't <laughs> say So there's only came. four in there. <laughs> Question. If the tape itself and the box were sticky, did you just not even bother to watch the tape, or did you just. What do you think, oh, of, no, what do you think the VCR slot is for? I was fucking a robot. Ew. Yes. Dear God. <laughs> oh, I'm oh. so uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm just going to no, throw it out there. It. Folks, we are recording on a Thursday night. Un, uh, usually we record on Sundays, but we will not be available to record during our usual time. So we've got some pent-up post-work energy that is just coming out in very, very weird ways. So forgive us. Yeah. yeah I. Uh, no, don't forgive me. And I'm actually just recovering from being sick. If you guys listened to the episode that came out last week, I was not sounding entirely on my game. Yeah, I was feeling a little little under the weather, and I'm still kind of recovering from that, so. And I'm just uh, unfurling from my unbridled rage. <laughs> unbridled rage. You should, that's the sound bite. Just putting it out there then. Yeah, the sound bite. <laughs> All right. You, you can take that sound bite now. <laughs> Thank you. Sean, you can just keep that. Record it, save it, and just throw that in whenever you feel appropriate. Whenever we need some unbridled okay. rage. Yep. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, what's the topic for tonight, guys? So, uh, well, I think for all of us, the year 1995 was a big year for movies because for for me, it was when I started to really my taste for movies really started to turn on. I started to really care about things like story and things like character, and so it, it's a really important year. Uh, and there was a ton of great movies that came out that year. So I think it's a worthy topic. What do you guys think? Well, I was the one that suggested this because looking at my movie library, both digital and uh, physical uh, in terms of DVD and uh, Blu-ray. And, and metaphysical. And metaphysical. I realized that a lot of my favorite uh, movies uh, harken from the 90s, being a, you know growing up as a 90s kid. And sure enough, uh, realizing the movie that changed... The way that I view movies from when I was 
Ooh, how old was I? That would be seven. Uh, was when I saw Toy Story, which was in '95. That that movie completely changed <clears throat> how I thought, felt, and viewed movies because it was unlike anything I'd ever seen. And so I wanted to bring this topic to the table to see if anyone else loved the year 1995 as much as I did. Uh, oh shit, I do, Kevin. Oh shit, for real? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. I can damn um, list off right now probably the top five movies of '95 that were the most influential on me. As a human being, shall I? So Apollo 13. Naturally. Naturally. Braveheart. Makes sense. Batman Forever. No shock there. No shock. <laughs> Empire Records. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And last but certainly not least, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. The Mighty Morphin Power <laughs> Rangers. Dude, that, that did come out in 1995. With the, with the crazy, like, thrash, almost heavy metal, like, 80s hairband rock version of the yep. Power Rangers theme song, which was amazing. It was really good. Didn't the movie was, I have it on my iPad. I know, we listened to it. Once. Didn't Mighty Morphin Power Rangers also introduce the White Ranger as well? That was released in 94 on the TV series. Mm-hmm. Oh, so close. So yep. 95 yeah. was the big year they went ninja. They went through, they got their Yeah, ninja it was powers. the year they went ninja, and they did the whole Ninja <laughs> Rangers season afterwards. Gotcha. Yes, indeed. Uh, I, I was not allowed to watch Mighty Morphin Power Rangers growing up as a kid because it was quote-unquote too violent. That's uh, a bunch you. of bullshit. I know. I also grew up with, you know, the likes of Forrest Gump, almost all of Tom Hanks' movies, and I'm trying to think, Star Wars to a degree, etc., etc. There's other more violent movies and TV shows that I watched, but for some reason my parents were like, no, no Mighty Morphin Power Rangers for you. Go figure. That's weird. Mm-hmm. I wish my mom was like that so I didn't have to watch it because Brian loved it so much. <laughs> what a big brother thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, he, he stuck with the genre, too, all the way through Big Bad Beetleborgs. Uh, I big did. Bad Beetleborgs? Oh, it was totally for yeah, the Yeah, with the blue Jay Shit. Leno ghost thing. It was honestly, <laughs> was it, was, it, was, it was after school, mm-hmm. and it was just like, well, what else? I mean, it was enough to keep my imagination going after, so it was, it was good. I really stopped paying attention uh, with Power Rangers after they did the uh, In Space storyline because mm-hmm. that's when Zoran died and that's when I thought this series was supposed to end but yet they didn't. They just kept going and so I was just like, I'm done. I, I'm <laughs> hey, done. I, I wash my hands of this. Yes. I'm done. <laughs> you know, you know, Power Rangers was bullshit. I was a big fan of tattooed teenage alien fighters from Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That was, that was a wonderful show. It was... Um, it, it's a I believe special. it was on USA at 6.30 a.m. right when I had my coffee <laughs> when I was six. But the most underrated part of that whole TV series was, of course, the soundtrack. It was pretty amazing. In, in the morning, they would also watch VR Troopers before going to school. Followed <laughs> <laughs> up by the big comfy couch. <laughs> I don't have an Alanism I can contribute to this part. He'll come back soon. Yeah, yeah. Alan will make his appearances. He, he's going to make Alan many appearances. Alan just kind of passes through our bodies and inhabits us for... Like five seconds of weirdness. Because then it gets too mainstream. (laughs) Now, being possessed by Alan, it's it's a little creepy. It feels a little good. You kind of have questions afterwards. Then you just move on. All of a sudden, I really just have the urge to listen to a lot of cassette tapes. I don't know. (laughs) All all of a sudden, I have a strong urge to smoke American Spirit right after he's done. (laughs) 
Sexual innuendo intended. Thank you. All right. Then. <laughs> All um, right. So movies of '95. Yeah. The funny thing is, is I was, you know, we kind of brought up this topic of just movies of 1995. Thank you, Kevin. And I just sat there and I was like, holy shit! 1995 was just a good year for movies. Like whether they're like amazing or not. I mean, there were some amazing movies. Don't get me wrong. But there's also just a lot of like really good nostalgic movies. Um, Casper came out in 1995. For me, Clueless. I fucking love Clueless. Um, I thought that was 94, but it was 95. Yeah, 95. Okay. Wow. Um, 12 Monkeys, Showgirls, which I mean, obviously it's <laughs> awful, but that's an important <laughs> movie. Okay. Um, and Now and Then, which is kind of like one of those classic 90s girl movies that just sure. every oh. every girl isn't isn't Showgirls soundtrack too. Isn't Showgirls the uh, highest grossing NC17 movie? I think it's the think ever only 20 million yeah, grossing NC17 movie. Yeah. Which is absurd. And right underneath that's probably Orgasmo. <laughs> Orgasmo <laughs> yeah. was awesome. Oh, that was funny. And then obviously things like Apollo 13 were just like big family favorites for for me and uh and Goldeneye, my brother played that goddamn game on N64 uh, like it was nobody's business. So. I am invincible! <laughs> Good times. So, I mean, there's... This, uh, oh, and fucking Jumanji. Jumanji. Fucking yeah. Jumanji. Which is on the list. That was the uh, that was the 10th highest grossing movie of that year. What? Yeah. what? Mm-hmm. It was a wonderful movie. Yep. So, uh, yeah, just in general. I think I was I was reading these movies out to my roommate, and, and she was like damn, that really was a good year for movies. Just like, I never thought about it before. But yeah, it was kind of kind of one of those golden years. Mm-hmm. And it was really, um, the more I think about it, all of our podcasts, we have mentioned so many of these movies as major movies that influenced us as well. So, I mean, it's fitting that we devote an entire episode to it. Sean. So I didn't I didn't think I was really going to have to do much research for this episode because I was 12 in 1995 and all I did was go to the movies. So... When I looked at when I started looking out, just look at the That's whole list of movies. I was did. like, "Oh my god, I own half of these movies that I put on my list of the, my favorites of the year." The list is ridiculous because we forget like movies that shaped me as a child, like Mallrats came out that year, yep. Empire Records, like Brian was saying, Clueless, um, some smaller ones that I really like, even though some people hate them, like Sudden Death, when Jean Claude Van Damme has to defend oh. the Game Seven of the Stanley Cup. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> he ends up in the goalie gear at one point, and they're like, "You have to make sure the game goes into overtime." So he has to like be a really good goalie for about thirty seconds. You've got to be makes a couple fucking saves. Kidding me? Yeah, you get to see a mascot get put through a dishwashing machine, <laughs> and that's how they kill him. I need to see this movie. It's terribly outstanding. <laughs> oh, it's got all the the famous like ridiculous yeah. action movie gore. You see someone's face get melted, partially melted off with with steam. Yeah. You get to see... I think that's when Sean Glad Van Damme kills somebody with a pen, doesn't he? Sweet! Yeah, he mm-hmm. he, sh- he jams a pen in someone's neck. Oh, oh snap! God. He pulled a Jason Bourne before Jason Bourne? Uh, yes, sir. Damn. Sean, I'm looking yes. through the list right now. Um, real quick, The Big Green, Heavyweights, and fucking Tu Wong Fu. Tu Wong Fu is on my list. Oh, God, I love that movie. I know you do, and I love that movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Sean, good. Sean, Sean and I it's so John Leguizamo and... Patrick Swayze and, and Wesley Patrick Snipes. Patrick Swayze was good, but Wesley Snipes was my favorite. Every other movie, you see him just like roundhouse kicking motherfuckers in the face and shooting them. And then in this movie, he pulled off the best drag queen ever. Sean and I like that movie, I think, a little too much. Too long, too? <laughs> I, every single time that shit was on TBS Superstation, I was watching it. I've never heard of this movie. Before. Oh, we fucking saw it in the theaters never. with Mom, right, Brian? Yes, we didn't. And it is 
pretty. I mean, it's it's great. I mean, it just shows how amazing those actors are. Everyone is good in that movie. Chris Penn's in that movie. He plays mm-hmm. the bad guy. Wait, Chris Penn as in Robin? Chris Penn or no? Chris what? Penn is in the d- deceased brother of Sean Penn. Oh, I never knew he had yeah. a brother. Yeah, Chris oh. Penn. Yeah, he's in Reservoir Dogs. Holy shit! Footloose. Footloose. Cut loose. Footloose. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, he was Stifler's dad in uh, a deleted scene in one of the American Pie movies. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, I think I remember hearing mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, but I can't believe you don't remember him from Reservoir Dogs. Well, also, I don't know um, why I'm blanking on he's that. He's just gonna fucking decide out of the fucking blue. He was the one in the tracksuit. To rip us off? Yeah. 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 That's no Chris way. Penn. That's Chris Penn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Chris no Penn. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, he uh, the movie also has got Fuck. great performances. Uh, Stalker Channing is in it too. Yeah, oh Stalker Channing. Yep. Oh, I love her. Yeah, I do um, love her. It's got smaller parts too. Um, they definitely put some younger actors in the movie to market it more. It was either Jeremy or Jason London, one of the two, one of the twins that was on Party of Five. It was Jason. It was Jason London, and, and he was the one that was trying to hit on John Leguizamo the whole time. It was time, Jeremy right? London who is in uh, who is in Mallrats. That's what. Yeah. They look so much alike, it's hard to tell. They do. Yeah, he was in Mallrats and The Rage Carry 2, and then Jason London was in all the good ones. Oh, that explains Even though I love Mallrats. Yeah. Looking at the lists and preparing for this episode, I realized that my my current love and affinity of movies, a lot of them stem from 95, most notably The Usual Suspects, Heat. Yeah. Of course, um, I'm a huge fan of Heat. Which, if Dave was here, if Dave was here, mm, he mm, would mm. be all about that movie. The he was movie a, that united De Niro and Pacino on the on same screen. screen. Exactly. Actually, I had I had never seen that movie until Dave showed it to me like five well, years ago. Technically, both Pacino and De Niro show up in The Godfather Part Two, but they're never on screen at the same time. Correct. Right. This is yeah. what actually they got to choose some scenery yes. together. And by the way, that movie's three hours, and it sure doesn't seem like it. That movie goes by fast no, for me. There's a that scene in the yeah. diner, the first yeah. scene. Yeah. Is so good. Yeah, it's like oh, I, I don't, I don't remember the line exactly, but Robert De Niro's like, I don't care what you do, you try to stop me, I will take you down. And I was just like, damn, Robert De Niro's calling out the Godfather. And the Godfather's became, calling yeah. out the Godfather. And he apparently became Cuban in that scene. <laughs> A little bit. Sorry, <laughs> I know. Well, I think now doesn't Al Pacino say it first, and then oh yes, Al Pacino. Uh, then Robert De Niro's like, there's a flip side to that coin. Yes. Oh god. <laughs> And then also uh, 12 Monkeys with uh, Brad Pitt, who won the Oscar for that role, by the way. And No, I thought he won. No, he won the Golden Globe for that. Oh, he won the Golden Globe? But nominated for an Oscar. Proving that he wasn't just pretty, he could actually act. But more importantly... Best Supporting Actor went to Kevin Spacey from Usual Suspects. No, of course, about 12 Monkeys, can we just say, directed by Terry Gilliam and starring Mm -hmm. Bruce Willis's butt. Yes, yes, there is there is prominent Bruce Willis butt in that movie. Well, there was movie. another movie in 1995 or 96 that showed his butt prominently as well. I think it was called Color of Night. 1995 was a good year for Bruce Willis's butt. <laughs> I'm sure there was probably a butt shot in Die Hard with a Vengeance that just, they just cut out. Of um, so. This next movie I'm about to mention resonated with me more as a kid, but I have an undying love for this movie, uh, Babe. I was about to say, A Little Princess. <laughs> well, I did watch that Babe, as a kid, Babe, though. which was nominated for Best Picture yes, that year. Oh, shit, that's right. Yep. Holy fuck, I completely forgot about That was a good movie. That. It is. It was a good movie. I like the little singing mice interludes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My pig is a nice, sweet meat. The pig thinks it's a dog. <laughs> or something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, also, Leaving Las Vegas, yeah. also 1995. Yes. Mm-hmm. Another really mm-hmm. good movie. And um, Outbreak, which I'm, yes. I actually believe that is the first rated R movie I ever saw. 
I think that might have been the first Rated R movie we ever saw, too. But we really? saw it on VHS. We didn't see it in theaters. Um, uh, Brian, I was showing you Rated R movies when our parents left the house <laughs> way before that. Um, I remember that one thing I remember very distinctly about that is uh, Grandpa had flown into town from Connecticut. It was just kind of hanging out with us, and we watched that movie with my dad. My, my mom was out of town, um, and so it was just the four of us. It was really cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, also, a whole new appreciation for spitting monkeys. <laughs> Um, also wanted to throw out there as well, Crimson Tide, uh, Get yes. Shorty. Oh, Get Shorty. Get Shorty. That was a solid movie. Um, Casino, Martin Scorsese. Yeah. yeah. That was another really good one. There was a 95 version of Les Miserables. I think uh, that was the one with Liam, Liam Neeson. Lab. That's the one with Liam, the Liam Neeson, Neeson Uma yep. Thurman, and Jeffrey Rush. No, that one came in 1998. That might, oh, that one might have been yeah. a French foreign uh, inter- uh, film that was imported. Uh, yeah. and then, um, my bad. Mr. Holland's Opus. Um, <gasps> yeah, with Richard Dreyfuss. Oh, I oh my loved God. that movie. Um, of course, uh, I wanted to mention uh, Nixon, which was the uh, Anthony Hopkins biopic. And then Sean, I think you're going to probably fill up his shit because it is on your list. If this isn't on your list, I'll be shocked and called Friday. Oh, fucking Friday <laughs> is on near the top of yeah, my list. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Sean, but, it's on the top of my list, Craig. Sean, why don't you just give us your list? Because yeah. you've obviously um, got a list of your favorites. I, you also, if you have to, I, have, I have two lists. I have my best films of 95 and the movies I want to point out that were horseshit <laughs> for 1995. We can't forget that this was a big year for, I mean, well, the year before was a huge year for Jim Carrey, but Jim Carrey had two major releases this year. Ace Ventura 2. Ace Ventura when Nature Calls, and of course mm-hmm. we had mentioned already Batman Forever, which mm-hmm. was his huge. That was like considered his big deal because that was the first film where he took twenty million dollars as the Riddler, and Damn. he made twenty million dollars for like the next like four or five movies he did. So he's, I mean, he's set for life at this point. Shit. He can do Mr. Popper's Penguins if he wants. It's okay because <laughs> he, he'll he'll live. So then, and when it comes to the list, Sean, I think you need to christen this and break it off. Let's hear it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the ones we haven't talked about already, because the list is so long that if I just do this, it's we're going to be here all day. I'm oh, okay with oh, that. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some that are smaller, lesser known, that I thought were important. Things to do in Denver when you're dead. Has anybody I seen that movie? Not. No. It's a great movie. It's kind of like a mobster movie that takes place in Denver. It has Christopher Walken, Andy Garcia... Uh, Treat Williams. Damn, who else is in that movie? Steve Buscemi's in it. Christopher Lloyd. Why have I not seen this? It's really good. That's a pretty good good ensemble cast. Christopher Walken plays this this mob boss who's in a wheelchair, and he can't move any of his body except for his head. And Anna Nicole Smith plays his, like, attendant nurse that's dressed all slim. He has some great lines in that movie, too. Done. Sold. All right. See that movie. Uh, The Quick and the Dead. Has anybody seen that? I've heard of that one. I think I saw it a long time ago. It's it's Sam Raimi's Western movie that stars Sharon Stone, Gene Hackman, and I think that Leonardo DiCaprio was in it. It's right. He was was like a younger Leonardo DiCaprio. And I think a 17 or 18-year-old Leonardo DiCaprio. So before Titanic, then? Right before Titanic. Oh, that came out in 1995. So did um, Basketball Diaries. Yeah, Basketball Diaries also came out in 95. Which is yep. probably one of Leonardo DiCaprio's best early performances. That uh, yeah. Mark Wahlberg's Gilbert Grape, I would debut, say, is his best. Uh, he was no, nominated for an Oscar for that. That's fine. I liked him better in Basketball Diaries. I haven't seen Basketball Diaries, so it's I cannot... It's fucking disturbing. I know. Oh, it's disturbing. Yeah. It's disturbing. But, but it's the word good. basketball's in it. It has very little to do with basketball <laughs> and more to do with yeah. drugs. It has to do with a dude that plays prep school basketball that happens to, you know, he, he don't run off 
And done drugs? Yeah, a lot of drugs. And he gets molested in the bathroom, and <laughs> it's fucking frightening. Jesus. Yeah, it's a lot. Nope. All right, I can't believe no one's mentioned what? this shit yet. Since we were kids, and you guys were younger kids. Major, Major pain. Major pain! Oh, shit! Yes. <laughs> oh. You will get no sympathy from me! If you want sympathy, look in the dictionary between shit and syphilis! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. You plotting on me, boy! <laughs> That's so good. I've never seen that, uh, but get down. And then Bubba said, "I can't feel my legs." And I said, "Bubba, that's because they ain't there." He <laughs> <laughs> was like, "You don't want to tell me. You don't want to make me tell you the story of the little engine that could, do you?" <laughs> Chigga 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 chigga. Nice. Oh, that is good. Someone needs some killing. Okay, the Indian in the cupboard. If we were readers as children, the movie version of the Indian in the cupboard came out that year. That one never had that much of an impact for me. Oh, it had such an impact on me. Really? Did you not read the books like in third grade? Like we did. Whatever. I don't know. Th- you're like the book with the, the book, book was with totally better. better. I just, I just don't understand. I personally read uh, all of the Indian in the Cupboard series. I just and, don't really uh, think that uh, it the, was quite good. I just don't think the movie was able to quite capture the cupboard appropriately. <laughs> I, for me personally, Omri was very miscast. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why that movie resonated with me so much was this is when I started collecting action figures. And sure enough, I had a Darth mm. Vader action figure, and so when I and a, a Jurassic Park T Rex dinosaur as well. And so sure enough, when he puts that T Rex and the Darth Vader figure in the cupboard and opens it, and I hear the you know lightsaber swishing sound effects, and I hear the like the famous Tyrannosaurus Rex roar, I turned off the movie. I tried to find a cupboard in my house and was so unsuccessful, and I cried a little. Dude, internet internet video idea. The sit in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little action figure of and Darth, Darth Vader. Vader yes. Comes to mind in the cupboard. Done. Um, that's brilliant. <laughs> and and exactly. <laughs> and then just walks, just and like just walks jumps away. away. Okay. Me. Right. Patent um, pending. <laughs> um, speaking of Star Wars, I think this is also kind of the big year because. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, but um, this is the year where they were preparing for the uh, the remastered releases of Star Wars. And this is a big deal because this is when they stopped the titles of Star Wars Empire Strikes Back and Return of Jedi and went to episode four, five, six because they were prepping for episodes one, two, and three. Um, unfortunately, no. And I'll tell you why. It was in 1979 before Empire came out. They re-released Star Wars and in the opening credits, they put in episode four, A New Hope. But the original credits for each, didn't they? Yeah. Didn't they, it didn't for both Jedi and Empire Strikes Back. Instead of saying Star Wars, it said at the name of the, of the movie. No, it should have said Star Wars and then the opening crawl, episode four, or episode five, um, Empire Strikes Back, emp- episode We're going to have six. to fact check that. Cause I'm actually, very certain I've actually of that. seen the footage of the credits flowing in, into the stars that said Empire Strikes Back and Return Instead of, of Star Wars? Correct. I doubt that very highly. Google I it. want to fact check with you. Google absolutely. It. Nerd throwdown. You Google it. Fine, fine. We will Google it afterwards. We will settle this on the next episode. Yes, we will. Sean, log it. I'm logging it. <laughs> Are you making a flowchart? Yes. I mean, and aside from aside from logging it, you will also want to write down this note. Get it? Get it. it's logged. <laughs> it's dick. I was talking about his dick. All right, continue. <laughs> Sean, make a note. Let's of that. talk about the biggest piles of uh, wait, manure wait, of Wait, you forgot one. One very important one. There was a good one or a bad one? A very good one. <clears throat> oh, Desperado? Well, obviously, that goes without saying, but I'm, I'm going to have to, um, I'll make you guess by uh, one quote. <clears throat> 
Shampoo is better. I go on first and clean the hair. Conditioner is better. I leave the hair silky and smooth. Oh, really? Oh, really, fool? Really? Stop me, swan. Thank you, Veronica, for beating the shit out of me. I can see so clearly now. I choose my destiny. Oh, Billy, I know you had it in you. It was good. Thank you. That musical I, number was kind of the best part. We're here to save you, Billy. To get you back in school today, we gonna work now. real hard and stick it out to graduation day. Hey, always piss me during kids, that shot that that me. little fat porker kid just <laughs> jumping side to side and not singing. Yes, every time. That's all that my brothers and I would look at because he's bouncing up and down, way too happy for the moment. <laughs> I love Chris Farley as the driver in that. I'm gonna pull this goddamn bus over. <laughs> Your precious field trip. <laughs> oh, look at me. Great, nice grand, wonderful. No, no going on, on the bus. bus. <laughs> oh, great. A nice treat for the road. A ripe banana. <laughs> Throws it out the way. <laughs> Tick of the day. By the way, Chris Farley's fate at the end of that movie is him getting jerked off by the penguin. That's right. He totally is. Yeah. Totally yeah. is. By the way, O'Doyle rules. O'Doyle rules. Can I just say, though, O'Doyle? the sweetest part of that whole movie, aside from the strip study, study session, yeah. was <laughs> the part where, like, the kid pees himself, and then he goes and he, like, splashes water on his own crotch. I'm like, that is just so nice. If peeing your pants if- is cool, <laughs> consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just, like, the sweetest moment it in sure that whole is. movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> Veronica Vaughn is one piece of ace. I know from experience, if you know what I mean. Well, not me personally, but a friend of mine got it on her. No, they didn't. (laughs) Yeah, but you can imagine what it'd be like, though. Everybody settled? All right. Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. No yelling on the bus. Clearly, I didn't like this movie at I, all. I think I haven't seen it one too many times. I love when they're doing the academic decathlon and he wins and then he shoves him over. Oh, did you see those guys' balls? Yeah. <laughs> They're all weird looking. <laughs> the categories the categories are <laughs> flaming dog poo and the human response. At no point did you come anywhere close to answering the question. Everybody Ever. in this audience it's is now, now dumber, dumber because, because of, of you. Hands. I award you no points. And, and may God, God have, have mercy on your soul. <laughs> A simple no would have sufficed. <laughs> <But okay. laughs> you see, the puppy, society... Was lost in the woods. <laughs> you go out there and you find that fucking dog. Fucking dog. <laughs> oh my god! I think this it's... movie is so terrible, but it's so awesome. It's so awesome. And he called the shit poop. And this concludes the Adam Sandler portion of the podcast. <laughs> yes, Brought indeed. to you by Billy Madison. Billy Madison shampoo is better. Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> was the tagline of the movie. I would have seen it I think we have our episode title. Shampoo, Shampoo is, is better. better. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Moving right along. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> Let's so move the on worst to the fucking shit. movies of 1995. The ones that the just worst. make me want to forget that part of the year. Are we going to start with the most obvious one? Slam Dunk Ernest. 
Oh, no. I was going to say I'm Batman not. Forever. What? Oh, I was going to say Waterworld. Oh, good point. Batman Forever is Batman actually not Forever that Batman Forever is a fucking decent Sorry, movie, Kevin. Batman and Robin. I apologize. I got the two mixed up. But, Batman and Robin's 97. But they're both directed by Joel Schumacher. That said, I don't remember movie, any of 1997 because of that he movie. He actually wanted... <laughs> I can't bear to I can make against that. Joel Schumacher actually wanted to go darker. That was Warner Brothers' fault. I oh, bl- shit. No way. Yeah, he wanted to go darker, and they Damn. didn't let him. Damn. Yeah, but that's because in Batman Returns, you had the plot of the movie be baby genocide, and then you tied a Happy Meal into it. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin just had an existential moment. Yeah. Just like, baby genocide. <laughs> yeah, Batman Jesus. Returns was, was, whoa. Was way darker. They were like, tone it down. Whoa. Like, Batman straps a bomb to a henchman and throws him over a ledge, and, and then he No, Brian, up. yes, there is that. To the comic book nerds, we're pissed that Batman <laughs> killed someone. Yes. But baby murder, Brian. <laughs> baby murder. They're going to drown all of the firstborn children of Gotham in a sewer. N- another episode, another episode. You guys name some movie that sucked, Please. and I'll tell you whether they're on this ultimate. Well, I like I, I mentioned Waterworld, obviously. Um, oh yeah. Which I okay. Yes, it's, it's a bad movie, but it's not that bad. It's fun to watch. I would watch that. It's movie. like watching a train wreck. Yeah. You can't turn away. So there you go. Mm-hmm. It made more money than Jumanji. It was the ninth highest grossing That's movie true. of that year. Um, Bad Boys. Fuck that. Tina Majorina yeah. was awesome in Waterworld. I will say that. How? Wait, hold on. Time out. To jump back into the good list, how have we not mentioned Pocahontas? Actually, I don't mm. oh, think right. Pocahontas is that great of a Disney what? movie. And yeah. that was 94. Yeah, thought, because wasn't it's so no, it historically okay. inaccurate and awful. Well, historically inaccurate. With all the colors okay. of the wind. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Just around the riverbed. I'm <laughs> Just around the uh, No, actually, I will just say as far as. Um, Please stop. As, <laughs> as far as. Oh, fuck you, Brian. <laughs> no, no, no. If I want. No, no, no. It's just. It's. It's not that. It's it's the music of Pocahontas. I'm not a fan. It's it's not just fan. not one of the best Disney movies. It's really and, not. And, uh, <sighs> you know, Mel Gibson was a voice in it, and it was me. I enjoy The Emperor's New Groove more than I enjoy Pocahontas. Well, I enjoy The Emperor's New Groove over a lot of Disney movies, and I do mean a lot of Disney movies. Personally, my favorite was The Aristocats. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Alan. <laughs> Shut up, Alan. Um, I think I can go more obscure... Oh, please. Pete the Dragon. <laughs> and Pete's Dragon. What is it called? Pete's Dragon. My, I thought my it was Pete favorite the Dragon. was uh, Song of the South. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, you're a racist? <laughs> yes, all hipsters are racist. It's, you didn't notice? It's, a, it, it's an important part of history that we must not forget. And plus, zippity zoo, zippity doo dah. It's just such a good song. <laughs> it's so catchy. <laughs> Uh, Moving species. back to the shit list, yeah. Hey, fuck you. Species is on my good list. <laughs> okay, my bad. Natasha Henstridge's boobies. boobies. <laughs> that is okay. all. All right, that fine. is all. The uh, only movie, I was the only 12 movie, years old. The only Do you know how me- many things I did to myself because <laughs> of those boobies? <laughs> the only movie to successfully merge sex and aliens. Yeah. Um... Oh shit! How do we not mention that? Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy. That's a good Tommy movie. Tommy Boy. How have we not mentioned that yeah. one at all? Housekeeping. You want me fluff pillow? <laughs> no, I don't. Go away. Housekeeping. You want me jerk, jerk you off? <laughs> what kind of hotel is this? <laughs> <laughs> who is your favorite baseball team? The Yankees. <laughs> oh, who is that movie you're watching? Maybe it was the actor. What's his name? Oh, Buddy Whackett. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry to jump back to the shit list. Then. Yeah, well, so I'm, I'm going through. Uh, French Kiss was a really good movie. I love Kevin Klein and I like that one. That's a really good one. Um, While You Were Sleeping is kind of meh for me as far as mm. rom coms go, but it kind of got gets an automatic pass because Bill Pullman's in it. Oh, that sounds like it was a precursor to Twilight. What? Twilight Edward Cullen watches her while she's sleeping. That's all it's, that I know. Okay. Except that, it's about a guy who. How are you guys missing all of these enormous I'm, I'm, turds? <laughs> no, we're still going here. through a list. I'm looking through. Look, the... I've got Baywatch the movie, Forbidden Paradise. Oh, oh, Baywatch shit. the movie came out that, was that year. Was that yeah. released in theaters? I thought that was a TV movie. Oh, mm. dear God. All those jubbly Jury on the big duty. Screen. Jury duty was awesome. <laughs> Paul, our Jesus. <laughs> career can do no wrong. More. Fuck you! I love Polly Shore. <laughs> <laughs> and Stanley Tucci. There was a movie that Paul. There was oh, only one oh, good movie oh, Polly Shore was in this year, fuck. and I bet you can't guess it. I know for what Kevin. it is. Wait, wait, wait! He I totally a, know what it is, what and I'm freaking out because we haven't talked about it. What? At, at all? Guess. Guess I, what other movie he was in? Just fucking. Well, wait. In the army now? No. Yeah, I'm like, wait, <laughs> no, wait a minute. Let's slow no, later. Slow roll. We're saying Polly Shore was in a good movie this year? Yeah, in '95. Yes. Oh, in '95. Yes. Yes. Uh. Uh, Encino Man? No, or this is all before. I'll give you a hint. It has to do he with... He was only in two movies that year. It has to do with Disney. I'm just naming Polly Shore movies. Yes. No, oh, it was, he was in the Goofy movie. Yeah! yeah. The Goofy oh. movie! If we listen to each other's hearts... It's the Tower of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, good! Wait, wait, hold on. The best line he has. Shadow is a... Um, um, um... <coughs> Mmm, it's pretty scrumptious. <laughs> Dad, do the perfect cast. Oh, oh. such a good movie. Oh. What's it? Uh, I love how all of these talking about all these shitty movies leads us back to yes. the good ones. Oh, uh, Roxanne, <laughs> I had such a crush on Roxanne. Damn it, if she was a cartoon or not. Woo! What a babe. Well, there. I you mean, go. if it wasn't for the dog nose, she was pretty much sure. dog nose or not Woo, she was fine totally effable he, he likes totally his wet effable. noses <laughs> as a 14 year old girl ugh. dude really you're gonna say that's ew <laughs> yeah when you, if you're looking at the curves in her body that's an ew moment Disney's already selling the sex with her anyway Don't, I'm just saying let's, let's not have any I illusions that here movie, I was more or less younger or the same age as her character okay let's have no illusions here though seriously <laughs> I mean Let's get back to the shit list. Uh, back to the shit list. In so, context, does everybody course, remember yes. the net? Yes, with Sandra Bullock. With Sandra Bullock. I what a I don't fucking awful, Give us the awesome disc movie. and we'll give you your life back. I'm going to say First Night. First oh, Night. Right. Oh, with Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig is totally no. in that fucking movie. Is he in that movie? Yes, he is. I will bet you all big money. This is First no. Night where the kid travels back in time and he becomes a knight because he was a baseball player. No, no that First Night is no, that's King Arthur's Kid in King Arthur's Court. Oh. All right, so this that's is, the one that Daniel Craig is This is one with Sean Connery and oh, Richard Gere. Oh, I haven't seen this one. It's Sean Connery is uh, it's not good. King Arthur. It's, not it's a soap opera about Lancelot and Guinevere. Yeah. And Arthur dies in this movie, too. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> Whatever. I know, whatever. Hey, that it's movie's the reason... I did actually see this movie, and I remember seeing that part and going, that was the only cool part. I want to die like that. I want yeah. a Viking funeral. You know, I actually... So I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes right now, and they gave Father of the Bride Part 2 a 48%. What? That's not cool. I liked that one. I like... Uh, yeah. It's not as good as the first one, but it's not, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Anything without Martin bad. Short in it is garbage in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just Martin Short's parts are hilarious. Well... Martin Short was yeah. brilliant in both those movies. He really was. Yes. All right, what else you got? Operation Dumbo Drop. Oh. Garbage. You shut your whore yeah, mouth. Yeah, you shut that whore. <laughs> yeah. 
Why don't you go back to your... <laughs> Come on. Do back to your home on Horror Island. Island. <laughs> <laughs> No, come on. Danny Glover, Joe Pesci. No, I'm thinking of Gone Fishing. No, that was think, also no, written by Danny Glover and Ray Liotta. Yes, Ray yeah. Liotta. By the way, do you know that Gone Fishing was written by J.J. Abrams? Is it really? With Danny Glover and Joe Pesci. Huh. It was written by J.J. Abrams. Did you know that Love David Hayter, or no, it's not David Hayter, Zach Penn, one of the guys who did uh, the X-Men movies, also yeah. wrote Grumpy Old Men? What? Wow. Mm-hmm. That is sitting on my uh, dress, not dresser, on my uh Table at home. I've never seen it before. Uh, another movie on that your came Davenport? out this year, by the way. Grumpy yes. Old Men Two came oh. out in this movie. Uh, I think even grumpier. I think is what they called yeah, it. Even grumpier. Gr- gr- sorry, it's grumpier old men. Grumpier old men. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, Sean, keep going. All right, I'm gonna. I got a funny way to do this. I'm gonna ask you a trivia question <gasps> that will. The answer will be the movie. I love it. All right. What horrible movie from 1995 did Cindy Crawford get nailed real hard in an empty train car? Baywatch. Fuck, I know who's in it, but I can't remember the, the title. Um, you remember who was in her? Yes, uh-huh. it was. Yes, it was Billy Baldwin. Oh, which one, Billy? Yeah, Billy Baldwin. Oh, he, I don't. He, I don't know which movie this wow. is. And yeah. there's there is a there's yes there's a total butt shot in it because we actually like they they bust in on them having sex like oh, it nice. is. I have a funny story about this movie. Really, and I can't believe you guys don't remember it. What is the name? I don't think I ever it's saw called, it. No, I'm kidding. It's terrible, and the only reason I remember it is for, because of the hilarious story. Fair Game was the name of the movie. She wasn't that bad in that movie. Cindy Crawford actually was so, not terrible. The Campbell Public Library had this VHS <laughs> there, <they> <laughs> and I was like 12, and I walked up, and I gave them my card, and they just let me take it, and I kept it so long that I actually got something in the mail 10 years later that said, you still haven't paid your fees on the following. And it said that and Rocky four. <laughs> what? <laughs> and it's funny. Cause like the, the, cause they take it so seriously. Like what are the fees? You owe us $25. I'm like, Oh <laughs> wait, dear God. Yeah. Wait, Sean, how much was your fee? Like for late? Fee? Uh, I never paid it. I just threw it away. I just, <laughs> just like, eh. Which is why Sean is not welcome yeah. back in the city of Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. There was no there was no library detective named Bookman coming after me like in Seinfeld. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Uh, All right. Bad Next movies. trivia question. Uh, bad movies. Wait, real quick. Brady Bunch movie. Is this on your list? Oh, no. That's on my good list. Really? Mm. I bought that movie on VHS. I bet you did. Okay, Sean. Next. I love. That's because I love the Brady Bunch Bring about show. the next question. Okay. What terrible comedy movie from 1995 stars Sinbad and Phil Hartman. First kid. No, it's not it's not first no, kid. No, no, no. Wrong. Oh god. Oh no, Jesus. They're totally in it. Phil Hartman is not in First Kid. That Are is, you a, sh- and that is 90, 1996 film. All right, I'm looking that up then because I'm convinced. I, th- I will bet you ten dollars. Oh no, my no, god, I'm trying. It's not First Kid. No, I'm trying so hard to remember this now. Oh. Man in the House. No, that's Chevy Chase and Jonathan Taylor Thomas, which is also on the list. Not <laughs> 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 that you do. Yeah. What about Jungle to Jungle? When did that come out? Ninety-six. Okay. Much later. Uh, yes, a whole year later, Sean. A whole year Much later. later. Well, when you're twelve years Jesus. old, a year is a fucking well, eternity. Well, first of all, Brian. I'm struggling to think that Phil Hartman wasn't anything bad, but I, Sinbad was in it. Which he was also in Jingle All the Way with Sinbad in, the, yeah. in ninety-six. Oh. Okay. Just uh, what was it, Sean? House. House. Oh. I knew the word house was in there. Oh my god. Oh, that was not good. <laughs> <laughs> you are right. It is 96. Okay. Thank you. All right, In go on, John. This kid. is a fun game. I yeah, like I it. love right. this. Please. What terrible mistake in 1995 was corrected by Carl Urban recently? 
Oh. Oh, oh, I know. I know. Pick me. Pick me. Kevin. It stars Sylvester Stallone, and it's called Judge, Judge Dredd. Dredd. Oh. The love. Where Taco Bell is the finest cuisine in the future. <laughs> That's Demolition Man. <laughs> ah! Was that Stop the... fucking mixing your Wait, Sylvester that, Stallone movies. Was that also with... It's kind of easy it's to do. It's kind of easy, yeah. Wait, was that with... Demolition Man was with is Wesley a Snipes. fucking masterpiece. Right. And, uh... But wait, is Sandra Bullock in that one? Or in, in Judge Dredd? Yes. She plays she's Lady in Demolition Man. Yeah, she's in Demolition Man, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was, is that the Diane Lane. One where Diane they don't Lane touch was in Judge Dredd. Thank you, Sean. Put the things on. Yes. And then they do like their weird high fives that are like, Whoa. yeah. Yeah. Because nobody touches each other. Right, exactly. Yes, it's this very weird. So how do they procreate? Feature. They do it in test tubes. Artificially? Uh, boo. Yeah. There's no fun in that. Yeah. Well, they have the, the little helmet thingies when they put it, they have like a little. Speaking of procreation, um, back in Planet Hollywood, there's the famous uh, statue of where Sylvester Stallone was frozen in that little puck that they bring him back in the future from. They had to cover it up, but apparently in the early models, you could see a prosthetic penis. No ah, way. Yeah, nice. that, was, that was in that total sculpture. This is a hard one coming up here. <laughs> Speaking of dicks. Speaking of hard ones. Yeah, I was going to say, that was a good segue. Speaking of hard things, here's a hard question. Segue! <laughs> anyway. All right. Which installment of the not-so-epic saga of Rocky, Colt, and Tum Tum came out this year? Oh! 1995. Brian. I think Brian just had a hernia. <laughs> you okay? Three Ninjas 2. Oh, Three Ninjas! No! In you Japan. are wrong! In Japan. No? no? That's, that's Three Ninjas Kickback, and I think it came out in 94 or 93. 94. What? I forgot about Three yes. Ninjas. The for first like a one was Three second. Ninjas. Never the second one was Three Ninjas Kick Back in 94. And 95 was Three Ninjas yeah. Knuckle Up. Nothing the same. Knuckle Up. Okay, guys, 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 we got to slow down. Kevin's never heard of Three Ninjas. What? I know. Light up the <laughs> eyes, boys. Light up the eyes. It's like. It is the, a, an amazing story of a, gra- of a Japanese me? grandfather who is a master of ninjutsu. Wait, you know what? His three I can Japanese think I could jog his memory. To be ninjas. And then his grandfather gets kidnapped, and the kids go rescue him using their ninjutsu skills. Sounds like skills. Big geniuses. Almost. It's one of the most perfect '90s movies. Not in the sense that it's like a good movie, but that it's just it perfectly the '90s. 90s. It's a, a perfect '90s. Brian, <laughs> let me try to jog Kevin's memory. Rocky loves Emily. Rocky <laughs> loves Emily. Rocky loves Emily. Nothing. No, Kevin's never no. seen it. I've never seen God it. God damn it. All right, guys. Well, it was my topic, but I figure I'd go out on a high note. Goodbye. There you go. Three strikes, you're out, sir. Three ninjas, and I'm out. All right. All right, Sean, keep going. Okay. What incredibly large piece of rhino dung from 1995? Operation Dumbo Drop. Start. (laughs) Okay. Close enough. I see what you're saying. I know it is. It's Theodore Rex. I'm trying to think of a trivia I'm question for this. Okay. Rex came out in the 80s, what movie it? from oh. What movie from 1995's only good line in the entire movie is the following exchange? One man says, "The fastest way to a girl's heart is through the church." And the next guy says, "Actually, the rib cage, actually it's through the rib cage." Vampire of Brooklyn, <laughs> starring Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Wait, wait, wait. Judges? Mm. No, I'm vampire sorry. It was Bro- Vampire in Brooklyn. You fucking prepositions. <laughs> you are awarded no points, 
And may God have mercy on Touché. your soul. Hey, Theodore Rex did come out in 1995. My bad. Boo, your cachet. It did. All right, Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, Trivia God. question. What prehistoric piece of shit decided to show its face in 1995? And ironically, it takes place in the future. Uh, <laughs> what is the Land Before Time 3? Oh, so close because those dinosaurs suck. No. <laughs> no, but look at the look at the list. Did Land Before Time Before Time Three did come out in ninety five? Land Before Time Eight. The Oh my God! Seriously, what Jesus. Land Before Time are they on? Just you uh, liking this? Fifteen thousand one hundred nine. No. no, I thought they had like a bunch no, that they went didn't. straight to DVD. Yeah, I'm talking about those. Yes, oh. they, they stopped at like six or seven. Are you yeah. sure? Jesus, I H. thought they were at like twenty. Crisps. I thought they were like the now CDs. Like they just yes. keep going. Yep. <laughs> yep, that's for darn sure. To Die For came out to in nineteen ninety five. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I actually never saw that movie, and the funny thing is, my parents had it on VHS, but they never let me watch it. Mm, I wonder why. <gasps> Tom and Huck! Oh my god! Yeah. JTT and Brad Renfro, shut the fuck up! You and your Brad Renfro oh fetish. My god. <laughs> Which, t- by the way, so Tom and Huck is essentially. Wait, is- I'm, we probably will slur a roll. We do not have a Brad Renfro so fetish. Tom and Huck is a. No, you said you like Brad Renfro back in right the day. Right now, I just did. No, I thought you said it on no, the No, that was Devin, oh, wait, Sala. Devin Sala. So, yeah, Tom and yeah. Huck is a mistitled movie because it basically is just the adventures of Tom Sawyer. They just decided to give it a little bit more of a modern title Oh shit, yeah. that's right. To I totally saw this movie. Yeah. Holy shit. It was pretty much the Tom Sawyer book itself yeah. and didn't really have much of Huck. Well, I mean, Huck, Huck plays such a big character in the Tom Sawyer book. Yeah. Um, you know, which is why then he had his own book afterwards so but. the adventures of huckleberry finn was a separate story was it was yes. it, it, i know it was a separate story but it was a spin-off i thought it was just a i think it was i would think it was considered a sequel yeah. oh interesting um, sequel spin-off type thing. sean i got a trivia question for all of you that has to do with a okay. the tables have turned <gasps> yeah bring it in 1995 a movie came out where it involved two a-list actors that had not shared the screen until american gangster hint it has to do with... Uh, Virtuosity. Ah, you got it right. I bought that movie for Denzel Marchington and Th- watched it twice. That's right. How do you think you get did. that past me? Nice. Oh, silly me. What was I thinking? <laughs> this was also a big movie because that's the what introduced the world to Russell Crowe. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. This is true. Yeah. And there's a funny little yes. side trivia note was that um, when Russell Crowe is yelling at Denzel uh, Washington in one scene, he apparently yells so fiercely that a bit of spit lands on Denzel Washington's lip. And Russell Crowe in the take, uh, you don't see it, but in his mind, he's freaking out because he just spit on Denzel Washington. And so after the take, he apologized. And Denzel was like, ha, 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 ain't no thing or something along those lines. Is that your Denzel okay. Washington no, impression? It's not. I could okay. work on it better. Yeah. Work All on right. It more. Next trivia question. Go. What two movie titles in 1995 were also nicknames for my butthole in prison? Waiting to Name exhale. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very. I should have. That should have been its name. Uh, that should have been its name. Caverns. That would have been classier. But no, that wasn't either one of them. Can you guess one of? There's two. Open Anybody? doors. <laughs> No, 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 no. No, no. no um, one's going to say Operation Dumbo Drop again? <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. God. Waterworld. Ew. Time's running out. Ew. Seven. Okay, I'm the sorry. The Cobbler. Seven. <laughs> Tales from the Hood. <laughs> seven, because seven, that's how many I could fit in there? Is that what you're saying, Brian? Showgirls. Ew, ew. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the answers that we were looking for were either A... Money train. 
which was horrible. <laughs> or B, a movie based on a Stephen King short story directed by Toby Hooper starring Robert Englund from the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Does anybody know? I don't know that one. The Mangler. (laughs) 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 Which is a movie I caught on cable as a child, which is about a giant possessed industrial laundry machine that sucks people into it and they just get pancaked and they show it and it's awesome. (laughs) Sean, that explains so much. So very I just much. have supreme rectal control, Brian. That's what it's all about. <laughs> the, the mangler. Wait, I that, got named that no. after one rape attempt in the shower, and then nobody tried it again. And then I started Woo. selling it, and that's why they named it Money Train. That's how the <laughs> Good lord! So it was not the Scarlet Letter. Got it? <laughs> no. And the letter was O. It's a big red O. <laughs> Oh, God damn. Uh, we would have also accepted Bushwhack. <laughs> or Cutthroat Island. Oh, 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 oh God. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. No, I forgot. There was the time I was smuggling heroin in and out, and they called me Powder. <laughs> That also came out in 95. Seriously, did Cutthroat Island come out in 1995? Yeah, I'm naming all these movies are on my list of the worst movies from 95. Hold on, Sean. Hey, Powder was okay. It wasn't terrible. It it wasn't terrible. It was okay. Sean, I thought... Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Anyways. I got some fun facts I'd like to share with everybody about 1995. Please Please do. Especially for some of our independent movie nerds and or purists. I'm sure you'll like this, Alan. March 13th of 95 is when uh, the Dogma 95 movement started. Does everybody remember what that is? No. Please elaborate. Uh, I'll read this verbatim from, uh, I think this is Wikipedia. It's an avant-garde filmmaking movement started in 1995 by Danish directors Lars von Trier and Thomas Vinterberg who created the Dogma 95 Manifesto and the Vow of Chastity. And these were rules to create filmmaking based on the traditional values of story, acting, and theme, and excluding the use of elaborate special effects or technology. Oh, how douchey and pretentious. I like it. I know, right? (laughs) Fuck you, The Matrix was awesome. (laughs) Suck my dick, Lars von Trier. Suck it. Sure, but I'm just saying there is a lot of merit to that. That's not to say that yeah. special oh, effects God. have to be eliminated, but there's a I'm lot a little, of merit to that. I'm a little alarmed. You're not doing it in the Allen voice, so I know he hasn't taken you over. I, well, this is me actually having my, my own opinion. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought it was Alan. I'm sorry. <laughs> Your opinions Brian are valid. Brian doing anything, so I decided I was going to take control of him for a little bit. I totally agree <laughs> with Mr. Von Trier's opinion. And, filmmaking sean i just want to put this out here because to be honest i literally don't think we've mentioned this at once in terms of top best or top shit are you ready yeah mortal Kombat. yes it has begun <laughs> uh also not so great though was street fighter 94 95 i thought street fighter was 95 mortal Kombat was 95 so was street fighter wasn't it um that i no. don't think so however mortal Kombat was Directed by Paul W. S. Anderson, as really? in, yeah, as in, uh, fuck. What are those awful god? Mo- you don't have to repeat them, but okay. we know who you're referring right. to. Uh, Alien versus Predator. Oh. He also most recently did the uh, the Three Musketeers remake. Oh, did he the, really? Yes, yeah, he did. With um, that was in three Jovovich and with Orlando Bloom. Yeah. I didn't and, see that. Yeah. Oh, was it really bad? I wanted my I life back. I didn't see back. it either. 
But Christoph Waltz is playing Cardinal Richelieu, so that seemed like it was oh. worth it. See, you would think that he would be the redeeming factor in it, but the movie was so bad that I said, I'm sorry, Christoph. Oh. And I, I, when did the Chris O'Donnell Three Musketeers come out? 94. <gasps> 94. Oh, so close. Actually, it might have been 93, actually. That was a good one. D'Artagnan! <laughs> <laughs> God, I love my work. <laughs> that was a fun movie. Uh, Oliver Platt was an amazing good. Oh, I don't know, but yeah. fun, definitely. Oh, Sean. You know what? I can't believe I noticed this. Kevin, you'd, you would totally dig this huh. because it happened in November of 95. Yes. November 17th of 95, when James Bond returns in GoldenEye yep. after a six-year hiatus. Yep. With a brand new Bond. His name is Pierce Brosnan. Thank you very much. And he took over. And sadly, though, they went with that stupid little bullshit BMW car as his yeah, car instead of the, the Aston Martin. So it's interesting because he didn't look all that different and in style from Timothy Dalton's Tim, uh, James Bond, who he had just taken over from. Right, because Timothy Dalton's James Bond movies were the first of uh, turning James Bond into a dark storyline um, and they tried it with uh, on her majesty's secret service and it just it didn't pan out as well but they realized with timothy dalton it was too dark of a path and so they wanted to start over and i guess they liked the look of timothy dalton which is why pierce brosnan looks very similar well, to that him and also he was from Rem- on remington remington steel, steel. yeah so. that's how he got the job too but on our majesty's secret service is Stand at the test of time, though, isn't it still? Isn't it now considered one of the better Bond it's movies? It's funny that you mentioned that because as of this podcast, I am caught up to Diamonds Are Forever, which was Sean Connery's last movie, and I gotta be honest. First time I saw uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, I despised it for one reason, and I finally figured it out. One of the main uh, themes in The Incredibles is played almost note for note in Honor Her Majesty's Secret Service, and for some reason I got mad at the Bond movie, not The Incredibles. But watching the movie again, I gotta tell you, it's surprisingly good. With a, for me, uh, it was the ending, literally the last moment of the movie I totally saw coming. It's dark and messed up. However, as soon as the moment ends, you hear immediately, and it's, it's like kind of inappropriate. Yeah. But the movie is good! This is the the Lazenby. Yes. Jo- the only George Lazenby, that's right. Yes. Um, the only Australian Bond. Oh shit, he was Australian, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. right. Um, by the way, uh, Sean, I'm surprised this didn't make your shitty list. Go ahead, I'll see if it's on here. Johnny Mnemonic? Yo, oh, it's on there. Yeah. <laughs> right here. Oh, it's on right there. underneath it's right underneath Jerky Boys the movie. Oh, Jerky Boys oh, the movie. Oh, that was a terrible movie. Oh. Terrible Alan Arkin movie. was in the Jerky Boys. Alan Arkin got a paycheck. Yep. <laughs> and that was it. Not one woman, a lot of women. Uh, other things, I thought this was cool. There was the debut of uh, plenty of people, but I narrowed it down to a list of who I thought was relevant. A list of who I thought was relevant. Uh, Alicia Silverstone here. was introduced in, well, she was introduced in the Aerosmith videos, but she had her first movie this role. This was really. like a big year for no, her. Ma- ma- first major movie role. Yeah. First major movie role. First major, but it wasn't her actual debut. Mm. I've got some people who debuted, which I'm going to work into. You remember before we started recording, I was telling you about why I need to go back in time to 95 to stop some things from happening. Okay, yes. go. It's because Michael Bay had his directorial debut with Bad, Bad Boys. Boys, so if I can go back yeah. and stop that somehow, we'll never have well, Michael Bay movies. Eric and I will we'll still have the Transformers, Brian. <laughs> It'll just be a different director. <laughs> I could also stop Hayden Christensen when he was a kid and stop him from ruining Star Wars for me. You know, the funny thing is, is I had a coworker who was friends with Hayden Christensen. She like grew up in Canada, like not too far from where he he grew up. She was friends with him, and she's like, "Yeah, he was actually a really nice guy." And then Star mm. Wars happened. No way. Yeah, so I'll make her house headquarters when I go back in time. <laughs> oh, okay. 
We also had Jeremy Renner's debut in Senior <gasps> Trip, National Lampoon's Senior Trip. No way. Really? Yes yeah, way. he's in it. You can see a picture of him on Google. He's got long hair. He's one of the stoner dudes. Really? <laughs> I yep. didn't see yes. that. He's hot. And then, uh, hot. Two notable actors who had debuts in horrible horror movies from this year. Paul Rudd's first movie was Halloween Curse of Michael Myers. But he was also in Clueless. Yes. He was also in Clueless, but I think uh, Halloween came out before Clueless that year. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So that was his first movie. Gotcha. And then Charlize Theron debuted in Children of the Corn 3. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Really? Yeah. And because of her painfully blonde hair, I'm assuming she was one of the children of the corn. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I actually, I really, really like her. She was also in Devil's Advocate, uh, but I think that was just the next year. Yeah, so with she took um, off pretty quickly. Al Pacino with Keanu, and, and Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, by the way, Sean, I think for the first time in his directorial debut, uh, legendary producer Frank Marshall uh, directed his first movie with Congo that stars Tim Carey and Bruce Campbell, your favorite two people on earth. No, Bruce Campbell's in like the first five minutes and then dies. But he's in Remember it. Remember I said that's where the movie stops being good? Giant gray gorillas coming at you, but they'll never get past the laser barrier. <laughs> Come on. All right, keep going, Sean. What else you got for us? What other fun trivia? Uh, does everybody remember Mad Love with Chris O'Donnell and Drew Barrymore? I and do. And it's all about Chris O'Donnell trying to woo a very bipolar Drew Barrymore? I do remember that. No, yes. I do not remember I don't remember that at yeah. all. It's a really forgettable... You think it's kind of a rom-com, but it's trying to be like a funny road movie, but then the moments that are really serious and fucked up are way out of place. And Yeah, it's yeah. it's a very oddly paced movie. I agree. I already said Slam Dunk Ernest. Womp womp. Womp And oh, Problem Child 3, Junior in Love. Oh my, I don't remember that one. I remember Problem Child 2 more than either of, or all three of those, I think. Yeah, because that was when Problem Child 2 is the one where the little girl's sister gets adopted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they hate each other. Right, that's the one that I saw the most, I think, when I was a kid. Yeah, and the third one, I think they changed the kid, and then he was in love with a girl that lived on a street. Wasn't like was Look it Who's still Talking... John Ritter though? I don't know. Mm. Wasn't Look Who's Talking three? Uh, didn't that also come out in '95 or was that '94? Look Who's talking, talking back. Yeah. Look Who's Talking. Look Who's Talking two. Look Who's Talking, who's talking oh, now. Oh no, Look Who's Talking now. Okay. Which was the it was the the dogs. The dogs yeah. Right. Oh Jesus Christ. When's Look Who's really? Talking shit gonna come out? <laughs> <What is that>? <laughs> <laughs> Talking this is when the babies are about, crack addicts yeah, like a toddler living that's in a the alleyways of New um, York City. It wasn't also Homeward Bound. No, that was 93. Never mind. Yeah. Let's, we don't talk about Homeward Bound around me. Um, I, I started wanted... to get choked up. Shadow! Shadow! Go on without Shadow! me, Papa. <laughs> um, He was too old. He couldn't make it. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say I'm so very disappointed in all of you that you forgot to mention my favorite movie of 1995. Before Sunrise, that was directed by Richard Linklater, <laughs> starred Ethan Hawke and Judy Depley, and made uh, two subpar sequels following those two movies. Uh, were there two of them? Yep. I thought it was just Before nope. Sunset. You know, There's uh, also Before, before Midnight, sunset, which came out this year. And then Before Midnight, that also came out this year. Why have they made sequels to that? Because so, it's the story of a marriage that is slowly falling apart, and it's basically <laughs> encompassing what it's like to be a married couple and an adult, which not many people realize, but when I was nine, <laughs> I totally transcended my parents and told them what they needed to do with their life, and I showed them before sunrise. Thank you very much. 
<laughs> Nobody gets married anymore. Nobody gets married anymore. They have life joining ceremonies. <laughs> um, With ancient you Celtic forget, There's actually um, a, 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 <laughs> an unspoken sequel. There's a segment in Waking Life that has also directed by Richard. This is one of Link, Richard Linklater's um, like cell animation movies where he mm-hmm. animates on top of the film frame. Mm-hmm. And it, there's a whole scene with Jilly Delphi and um, and Ethan Hawke. I was testing you, and you passed, except for the part that her name is Julie Depley, not Julie Delphi. I thought it was pronounced Delphi. I think there's a P in it. But I think it sounds like a F. Is it P-H? D-E-L-P-Y. Yes, but I think it sounds like a F. Let's just call her Julie D. She's not. <laughs> she's not. She's not American. She has a. Her. She's has a foreign. I last thought she name. was Canadian. I think she's French, isn't she? Uh, Julie. De Maybe she's French. Plain? Canadian. No, I, Je I, ne sais pas. <laughs> Actually, she's Belgian. No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I have no idea. I'm so surprised that we haven't mentioned this. Um, do you guys ever remember the movie Angus? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I do remember yes. that movie. Angus, I watched the shit out of that movie. James Angus. Vanderbeek is in that movie. Kathy James Vanderbeek's debut. As George well. C. Scott, of all people, is also in that movie. Yes, that may have been his Patton. last film. Yeah. One of, <laughs> he gives such an amazing speech to Angus in that movie, the Superman's Not Brave speech. Because you're invincible, and how can you be brave if you're invincible? Yep. Yeah. Um, and then on a very sentimental note, uh, The American President also came out in 1995. A wonderful movie. Which Aaron happens Sorkin. to be. Movie. That's my, uh, Written by Aaron Sorkin. Yes. Uh, that happens to be my grandfather's uh, favorite movie, and unfortunately, he's no longer with us. But um, that w- that's the one movie that my cousins uh, and I cannot watch together because we're all crying like sobs because we miss our grandfather. I heard a, I heard a rumor that Aww. the West Wing was going to originally be Andrew Shepard as the president, but they they couldn't do that. So because of licensing, I think no, no I think it's just because it wouldn't have made sense. So I think they they invented Jed Bartlett. But um, if you think about the way the di- the, the dialogues take place in that movie, it, it's pretty it's a identical. total it's a total template set. Yeah. for oh, yeah. the West Wing. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there as well. Oh my god, you know what I just realized? This movie. I'm going to start singing a song from this movie and you tell me if you can figure out what it is. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll take a look at my life and realize that nothing Fucking Dangerous left. Minds! I yes. wrote a paper on Dangerous Minds. <laughs> I bet you did. My second favorite movie with Michelle Pfeiffer wearing leather. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about the movie where Harrison Ford becomes an Amish, and you were playing off of the Weird Al Yankovic version of Living in an Amish Paradise. Oh, Wait, where does, what, what movie does Harrison Ford become Amish? Um, where he oh, goes, you don't I'm, remember that? He goes, it's called Witness? It's called Witness, Witness. yeah. Oh. That's what it's called. No, the only Amish movie I really remember is the one with Tim Allen. You know, um, no, yeah. What about Kingpin? Witness is, uh, is about uh, an Amish boy who witnesses a murder. And Fe- Harrison Ford is a is either a police inspector or a federal agent, and he he's a police to, inspector. Thank you. And he has to uh, basically he lives among the Amish to, oh. to find the. the is that murderer. a good movie? Yes, it is. Um, it's directed by Peter Weir, who uh, most notably directed uh, the, the very Show. famous The Truman Show mm-hmm. and, and Master and Command. and Commander. Yes. Um, sure enough, fun trivia fact about Witness: Danny Glover is one of the villains of the sh- of the movie. Hmm. Yes, indeed. And right before he gets shot, he says, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> uh, we can also, speaking of other uh, Richard Donner vehicles, uh, Assassins came out in 95, starring Sylvester Stallone oh, yeah. and Antonio Banderas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sean! <laughs> Antonio Banderas. Yeah, that's right. And Julianne Moore. And Julianne Moore, indeed, yes. And which oh, yeah. also reminds me, Nine Months came out that year with Jeff Goldblum and Hugh Grant and her as well. 
What about? Th- I got an interesting Holy fact shit. about that. We yeah. saw so many goddamn movies that year well, that morning. Okay, about let's it. be fair. I'm pretty sure most of us did not see all of those movies that no, but year. I saw a lot of our, these after the fact. In terms no, of our movie watching career, sure. the career that we all have made in yeah. 20 plus years, a lot of do you guys, fucking movies came out this year. Keep in mind, do you guys know who wrote sorry. Assassins? Who wrote Assassins? The Wachowski brothers. The Wachowski brothers, no because they shit. sold it. Yeah, Are when you they serious? sold the script for Assassins, yeah. they sold the script for The Matrix and the movie Bound, oh. which was the first movie that the Wachowski brothers directed was Bound. Yep. I'm looking this up as soon as I get home. Assassins? Assassins was the movie that. Uh, yep. yeah. Damn, I'm looking this up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, 1995 was just a really good fucking year for movies. Like, well, a really good year for good movies, and then also a really good year for some terrible movies, but at least memorably terrible so i i really i just good on you kevin for picking this subject because it was fucking fun as hell i'm not gonna lie it did actually take some effort because i wanted to figure out like what was my favorite year of watching movies as a kid Uh and to be honest it started with Toy Story, and I thought, okay, what about 95? And then I looked into it, and I was like, holy shit. How right. have we not done an episode on this? So right, right, right. It was my pleasure. All right, so if we have to narrow it down, what would we say are our top five favorite movies of 1995? I think I've already listed mine. You did the kind of listers in the beginning. But yeah, let's recap. Ooh. So the movies I listed were... And actually, I'm going to amend one of them. So uh, so I've listed Batman Forever. Naturally. Um, I appreciate Apollo 13, but it's actually not a favorite of mine, so I'm gonna I'm gonna remove that from the list and from replace that it year. with what? Mallrats. There you go. Yeah. Okay, and I I'm not discrediting any of the quality of that movie. I'm just saying that I can understand there's a good difference between a good no, movie no, no, and a favorite. No, no, no. You are Brian Moriarty. I understand the choice. I don't know what that means, but okay. You um, are you, and I get it. Okay. So we've talked about that. Uh, so then that would also lead to Power Rangers for nostalgia purposes. <laughs> Empire Records, because of crazy, awesome dialogue. And I think I'm going to round it off with... Clearly, it wasn't really worthy of the, the Clearly. Top five. So, you have to swap it with something else. It was Tales from the Hood. <laughs> <laughs> it was Operation Dumbo Drop. It was Waiting to Exhale. <laughs> uh, oh, Ace Ventura. Duh. Okay. When Nature Calls. Yes, okay, yes, okay. yes, yes. Sorry. All right. So, if I have to pick mine, I'm going to say Clueless, Empire Records... Ace Ventura. Duh. I just have to. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Um, Wasn't that incredible? <laughs> Toy Story. <laughs> and for the coveted fifth spot, it's a tie. I'm sorry. It's a tie. I have to. Seven. And surprisingly, Braveheart, actually. I really do hmm. enjoy the shit out of that movie. And it's... Despite its terrible historical inaccuracies. Whatever. That Besides that, it's good drama. It was a well, it was good storytelling. It's good drama and um, but yeah, nobody's saying it's historically accurate. I'm just saying it's a good movie. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, that's what I'll go for for 1995. Okay. Although oh, now and then is a really good close one too. Ah, I know. You're giving your answer. I know. You must live with it, <laughs> Kevin. Um. Kevin, go. All right. Well, um, this list is going to be a, compil- a compilation of movies that were important to me as a kid and now favorites from 95 uh, in no particular order. Uh, Toy Story, uh, Usual Suspects, Seven, Heat, and, oh, God, Apollo 13. Yeah, that has to be my five. There you go. All right. Sean. 
My five are a lot like Sarah and Brian's five. I have Braveheart, Clueless, Empire Records, Friday is the one I have on there that you guys don't, and then Mallrats, of course, but Hackers was my honorable mention because I watched <laughs> oh, that Hackers. a lot. That was actually that was one of the movies that was also on that bill I got from the library. <laughs> six years. Nice. Well, Admit it. It was it was because of Angelina Jolie. Am I wrong? Yes. This is the movie that introduced the world. You get to, to see Angelina her nipple Jolie. for like a split second. Yes, it's true. They have, mm-hmm. For real? Yes. Hmm. The first like, Jolie guess what? nipple I'm going exposed. Back to <laughs> yep. Ninety five was an awesome year. I'm sure you guys have a favorite movie from that year. So let us know. Go to nerdonomy.com and give us some feedback and let us know uh, what your favorite movie in ninety five was and we covered a lot and if we f- happen to forget something please i want to hear about it because now i'm getting all nostalgic and shit and i want to go watch all these movies absolutely this was a this was another long listing kind of podcast episode but how could you not because 1995 was fucking redonk absolutely <laughs> you know what folks it's getting at that time of year where uh, it's getting kind of cold, and you know what? We don't have a heater in the Nerd Cave, so we must ask humbly that if you can find it in your hearts and in your wallets, please click on the donate button on nerdonomy.com and send any amount of money that you can. No, the donation is too small, nor the donation is too large either. Um, and even if it's us just buying some very nerdy-looking Snuggies, that will keep us warm. From, I'll take uh, the Walking Dead uh, footy pajamas that were officially released on Amazon this week. I did see some uh, Star Wars onesies made for adults that I'm pretty excited about. There's a Boba Fett one that I kind of want. I'll get the Jango Fett one. Okay. Yes. We can uh, match. On top of that, aside from our wealth of social media channels that you can reach us through, you can also follow us on our personal Twitter accounts. I'm at Brian Moriarty. I'm at Sarah Ash 16 I'm at The Satorius. And I am at Big Sean Mo. Still waiting on Long Dong Silver. Still. Yes. Still waiting. <sighs> Until we meet again, folks, stay nerdy. And uh, tune into us next week. Same nerd time, same nerd channel, nerdonomy.com. Bye. Peace. And roll credits. And now, famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. My plastic surgeon doesn't want me doing any activity where balls fly at my nose.